This is the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and I'm your host, Kat Bean Hansen. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Today's message comes from our service on Sunday, February 12th, 2023. Pastor Emma Peterson delivers a message, What the World Needs Now, Unitarian Universalism and the Ethic of Love. In 1976, Robert L.H. Miller, professor in the Department of Religion at Tufts University, conducted a study examining the unique value system of Unitarian Universalists. What he discovered those many years ago was that Unitarian Universalists rank love as a religious value more highly than any other faith group. And yet, the word love does not appear anywhere in our seven principles. The Article 2 Study Commission, which you have heard a lot about from me over the last few months, with a charge from the UUA board, is tasked with articulating love as the central value within our religion. In a letter to the Article 2 Study Commission, the UUA board wrote, We assert that our deepest common theological grounding and value is this, love. The board made this statement in full awareness that those touting theological diversity might push back on the notion of a central anything within this covenantal religion. And yet, the UUA board and the members of the study commission tasked with the midwifing work of birthing our continuous revelation boldly declared that love is the center of our faith. I've heard several points of debate regarding the assertion that love is what grounds us within our religion. The first is that love is an abstraction. Our principles are rooted in tangibility, and if we lean too far into abstract notions, we risk losing the hard-won credibility we've gained in the wider spiritual sphere. The second is that love is often used as a guise to commit true harm. This kind of love is actually power disguised as love, and it is gravely dangerous. I recently had lunch with a colleague in another denomination, and like churches everywhere, his flock is contending with slowed growth and an uncertain future. He lamented what he interpreted as the passive response of his congregation, who when faced with these ever-looming crises, refrained that love would get us through this. Love, he vented to me, I've seen so much harm done under the false banner of love. I think I tentatively offered, fully aware of the minefields all around me regarding this topic, I think many of us don't really know how to express love in healthy ways. It wasn't modeled to many of us as children, and we're still fumbling around, mostly reacting out of fear 
because love free from harm requires deep self-awareness and intentionality. Love at its purest form has been misunderstood by our culture. Love indeed can save us, but only if we understand what living an ethic of love looks like in action. Bell Hooks was an African-American scholar and social activist. She died in 2021, but her death introduced a new wave of people to her work. Her seminal text, All About Love, was recently reprinted. Bell Hooks lists the dimensions of love as care, commitment, trust, responsibility, respect, and knowledge. Care, commitment, trust, responsibility, respect, and knowledge. Barriers to love across cultures are greed and domination, where materialism replaces relationships and connection. She notes that fear is what keeps us from trusting in the authenticity of love. Hooks writes, Cultures of domination rely on the cultivation of fear as a way to ensure obedience. In our society, we make much of love and say little about fear. Yet we are all terribly afraid most of the time. As a culture, we are obsessed with the notion of safety, yet we do not question why we live in states of extreme anxiety and dread. Fear is the primary force upholding structures of domination. It promotes the desire for separation, the desire not to be known. We are taught that safety lies with sameness and that difference of any kind And so difference of any kind appears as a threat. When we choose to love, we choose to move against fear, against alienation and separation. The choice to love is the choice to connect, to find ourselves in the other. Perhaps you use are the folks most likely to center love within our values because we have been choosing love in the face of fear from the very beginning. Universalists as far back as the 17th century were setting themselves apart from dogmatic Christian theologians insisting God's love was only available to a slim minority of perfect people. Risking exile and literal death, our universalist ancestors looked fear in the face and proclaimed God was bigger than the violent, exclusionary God Christians worshipped. Universalism built its foundations on love, insisting that loving one another was the surest way to experience even a fraction of God's love for creation. We have rejected fear for hundreds of years, And we continue to do so today. The world is a scary place and the powers that be have co-opted that 
fear as a means of control. Unitarian Universalists have always rejected those threats, and we won't be reduced to quivering puddles by anything. Not corrupt governments, not hateful, discriminatory laws, not even the most fearsome and threatening incarnation of a threatening God. We chose love at our conception, and we will die on the hill of love because our principles and our collective power are stronger than our individual fear. Writing on humanism for UU World, Ginger Luke wrote, The reason I don't kill is not because God told me not to kill. It's because I don't want to live in a world where people kill each other. I refrain from stealing, not because God told me not to, but because I don't want to live in a world where people steal. I reject hate, not because God told me not to hate, but because I don't want to live in a world filled with hatred. And I love and care for people, not because God told me to do so, but because that is the kind of world I want for myself and for those who come after me. She goes on to say, when the natural world is cruel or vicious, it is love, human love, that holds me and comforts me and gives me solid ground on which to stand. Being a humanist calls me to my better self. It holds me in blessed community during the good times and the hard times and allows me to continually search for more meaning and understanding in the world. My humanism is shaped by love. Participating in a religious community makes my humanism whole because I don't exist in the world as a lone entity. You use whether we believe in some version of God or we don't, are living for the good of humankind, creating a more just and loving world because that is the world we want to live in. Writing on her blog, Boots and Blessings, Reverend Joanna Fontaine describes her process of scrawling a heart on the first page of her sermon manuscripts. She does this to remind herself first and foremost, regardless of the content of her sermon, that she loves the people she is preaching for on Sunday morning. This tangible reminder grounds her in her highest purpose, to communicate and model love to her beloved community. What could such a tangible reminder do for each of us, she muses, if, say, there was a heart scrawled on the door of every room we entered, or a heart at the center at the at the center of the table in every committee and council and board meeting or if we all wore a heart pinned to our shirt collars reminding us to treat one another in loving ways always what would persistent reminders do in calling to behave us would persistent reminders call us to behave more reliably in loving ways. What would it mean to center all of our words and all of our deeds in love, in care, commitment, trust, 
responsibility, respect, and knowledge. Hook writes, Commitment to a love ethic transforms our lives by offering us a different set of values to live by. In large and small ways, we make choices based on a belief that honesty, openness, and personal integrity need to be expressed in public and private decisions. Love is a choice. Love still calls us to be intentional about our lives, intentional about the things we say, intentional about how we spend our energy, intentional about how we encounter every person on our path. Love, like every other discipline, takes practice. We don't always get it right. We're human beings, and that makes us prone to our basest instincts. We are constantly being numbed out and lied to by supremacy culture. We are exhausted by the demands of labor and productivity. We often choose fear over bravery, meanness over open-heartedness, assumptions over curiosity. Beloved community is where we learn to choose love over all of those easier crueler instincts. We have a choice and we make our best choices when we coexist in supportive communities where we are accountable to one another. Beloved community is where we learn to love and to be loved in return. It is the place forgiveness and patience and understanding bolster our efforts of love. It is the place where we begin to create the world we most want to live in. Beloved community grounded in covenantal love is heaven on earth. I'd like to end this morning with a piece entitled Power Prayer by Becky Brooks. She writes about an out loud love, and it's the kind of love I aspire to bring forth into this broken world. I invite you into the spirit of prayer and reflection. Spirit of life, I have witnessed an out loud love, a loud love that challenges me. I did not recognize it at first, the rumble of an ocean I had long been under, but here it is right now, and it looks just like the whole world could be. It doesn't play nice. Why should it when nice has only ever played it a lullaby? This love demands a love so loud it lays rocks at the feet of children who can't find their path home across the pipeline any other way. This love is indifferent to tolerance. It invites you into your own heart where God loves self has come to take tea with you. Drink and know that unlike any other love, this love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, perseveres. This out loud love makes no secret 
of its aim to get you free. But first, set fires. Throw the poison to the ground. Match the love sound for sound. Spirit of life, come and bring everyone. We are birthing something new. May it be so because we make it so. Amen and blessed be. This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org, and you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors from anywhere to virtually attend our services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.